South Africa is presenting a case against Israel in the International Criminal Court stating that Israel is guilty of genocide in its war against Hamas. They're claiming a breach of the 1948 Genocide Convention. Saudi Arabia is calling for peace with Israel after the Gaza War, which alludes to what the Bible says is coming, launching the final seven years before the second coming of Jesus. And ISIS terrorists have been caught in Jerusalem. So what's next for the world stage? All this and more today on The End Time Show. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. The International Criminal Court versus Israel. You better believe this is a topic that Facebook doesn't want you to know about. So they're going to uh, suppress it down to where most people don't see it, so we need your help. Hit the share button, comment what you're thinking, and then also give us some love by hitting the heart instead of just the blue thumbs up. It goes a long way in getting to your friends and family. So do that right now as we start the show to explain what's happening with Israel. Before we get into that story, uh, Doug and I are sipping on some Boston Common to help get us through the remaining hours of the day. Doug? Yes. Good, very good coffee by First Cup Coffee. They are a Christian-owned Patriot coffee company out of the great state of Texas. They've got 11 different roasts, each one named after a specific piece of American history. And you can get one of them, a ground, whole bean, or even pods for you Keurig machine users. Ditch that grocery store coffee that's been sitting there for about two years. Go to firstcup.com, use code time to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they're going to give you another 10% off. Uh, be sure to use code time to get that 10% off at firstcup.com. All right, Doug, how surprised are you by what's going on with the International Criminal Court? Um, I'm not really surprised by that at all. I mean, that is biblical. It's in the Bible. Uh, of course, we're expecting that to be a little bit further down the road. So, uh, you know, it just it's amazing to see all of the protests going on right now against Israel, uh, especially after the horrific things that we saw uh, back in October when this attack began and the people that we saw uh, terrorized right there, you know, people burned alive. Uh, we know the stories about the babies and the decapitation and all the things that were happening there, how quickly the world forgets. And remember, this is not a war of Israel against the Palestinian people, Vince. This is a, a Israel against Hamas, and they're trying to drive Hamas out, uh, always giving ample time for people to evacuate the area there in Palestine before they did the bombings and all kinds of things. But what the world is seeing is we're beginning to see the things that we've known was coming from Bible prophecy for a long time. We're watching uh, the anti-Semitism begin to ramp up. We know there's another Jewish Holocaust coming. And so to see these things, it's not surprising. But Doug, when you mention that, undoubtedly people are going to say, yeah, but what about the tunnels in New York? Haven't you seen how evil all that is? Yeah, well, you, you know, that? I mean, the thing about those particular things, first of all, we, we still don't know what all was going on there. Uh, but there's always evil in the world. I mean, that's the whole thing about, you know, what happened when sin was introduced into the garden. Uh, the fall of man caused wickedness to come into the world. And with every group of people in the world, you're going to have some people who are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Um, you know, it doesn't reflect the entire race of a people or an entire nation when you see things like that. So, uh, you know, I know that the tunnels there in New York are odd and some of the stories coming out are uh, frightening, especially with the things we know, you know, that's coming out now about Epstein Island and some of the other things that have happened. Um, but 
I think that I'll just kind of hold off before I say a whole lot about that situation until I learn more about it. But evil doesn't surprise me either because Jesus told us in Matthew 24 that the days were going to get more and more evil as we approached his second coming. Which kind of brings us to what I've been thinking about almost all day, Doug. Very burdened by it. And it's simply like, why is it so urgent that we do what we're doing here at End Time? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who went to work today and they're doing what they do. You know, they're running lines or they're working at a grocery store or whatever they do. And, you know, we are doing a lot of that same stuff. We get in here and we have our routines and such, but we feel an urgency because of this stuff going on right here. Now, there are people, there, there's people that will say every generation has claimed they're the last generation. Right. And we hear that all the time. How do we handle those questions or well, those know, arguments? I mean, even that was going on in, back in the days when Peter, you know, was an apostle running around on the earth before he was killed. He wrote in, uh, in I believe it was in First Peter, where he wrote that uh, in the last days there would be scoffers, you know, that would say, where is this coming of the Lord that we've heard about? And he talks about, you know, the Lord is patiently waiting so that more and more people can come into the kingdom of God. That's what the holdup is. I mean, God doesn't just decide, okay, now I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm getting rid of these folks now. He's giving people a chance uh, to come into the kingdom to be born again. And so as we see things develop, we have never seen them develop like this. I mean, we're watching world government. We're watching... Uh, you know, currency, digital currency being uh, introduced that could lead to the mark of the beast. We're watching the one world religion come alive. We're watching the peace agreement be talked about. We're hearing World War III talked about every day. And so we're just seeing so many things come at us at once. And, you know, the Bible tells us very specifically, Vince, in Matthew 24, Jesus says that the generation that sees certain things, that generation would not pass until he returned. Well, we're beginning to see those things. There's a list of things we talk about, you know, wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and famines and uh, the violence going on in the world. He says these are the beginning of the birth pains. But then he gives us specific things. He gives us an abomination of desolation and a great tribulation period that when we see those things begin to happen, we know that generation shall not pass. And those, those two things you just mentioned have not occurred yet. Not yet. But right. we can see developments in current events right now that shows that we're very close to those things. Absolutely. And that's where our urgency comes from. Yes, sir. We're, what, what's that? I, I don't want to. I don't want to try to quote it exactly because you're the exact quote guy. I don't know about that. You get that. it right almost <laughs> all the time. Um, I tell you these things. We were just talking about it this morning. Right. I tell you these things before they happen so that when they begin to happen, you shall have faith in Jesus said that. Yeah. That's in, in John. So I tell you these things before they happen. And yeah. so when they do happen, we can have faith. We can have hope. We can have peace about these things that we're walking through. Yeah. But we know that all this is leading up to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Before that happens, we know a war is coming that's going to kill a third of mankind. Mm -hmm. We know a great tribulation is coming, which will involve the Jews that live in Judea having to flee for their lives because they're going to be attacked so aggressively. And I mean, Jesus said, if you're out in the field working, don't take time to go home and get your stuff yeah. when you see this happen and that this is the abomination of desolation. Right. Okay, so that's when the Antichrist stands on the Temple Mount and proclaims that he's the Messiah that they've been looking for. Yes. Right now, there's no Temple, I mean there is a Temple Mount, but there's no Temple on the Temple Mount. Right. So that's not going to happen today. 
Exactly. Could it happen this year? Uh, not the abomination of desolation, but the events leading up to that, yeah, we could, you know, that's what we're talking about with this Saudi Arabia deal. Uh, so that a peace, peace plan could start today, or th this year? It could start this year, and that would lead us into that final seven years with the event you just spoke of happening in the middle of that final seven years. Yeah. So it, that wouldn't happen today, but there's a peace treaty coming that could happen this year. So we've said this for years. Mm-hmm. Because we've, we're looking at that seven year, that's, we don't have anything else that indicates a, a countdown, right. right? There's not a 10 year advance notice, there's not right. a 15 year. We've got this deal that starts the final seven years. So we kind of look for that. Yeah. So when that happens, those final seven years start counting down and midway through there's gonna be an antichrist, the antichrist that stands on the temple Mount proclaims to be the Messiah. Yeah. There's no temple yet. Right. Why are we closer to the temple than ever before? Well, I mean, one of the things is, like I said, this uh, story today about Saudi Arabia, they want to have normalization with Israel. We've got Israel has the first, uh, you know, serious look at a red heifer. They actually have four that are still kosher. Uh, that and, they and when was the last time that was the case? It, not since the times of Moses and back in the Exodus days. So they haven't seen it for a very, very long time. So 2024, yeah. we've got four eligible red heifers today mm -hmm. and that has not been the case since Moses. Right, and, and so the ashes will last for, for quite a while, right? There's been 11 of them, okay? So when I say that, what, that's where we see it is in Exodus. Uh, how There's been 11 of them. They, they believe that when that 12th one comes, that that will be a sign that the Messiah is coming. This would be that 12th red heifer if everything stays kosher on these four they have, which it looks like they will. And then we've got, you know, by April of this year, when I, I believe that uh, that's when Passover falls around April 20th, 22nd. So Three months there. from now. So if he still remains kosher up to then, I believe that they can go ahead, sacrifice him and get the, the ashes needed to begin the purification process, which we know we don't need any of that, right? As Christians, As born, born again, again believers, believers, we, we don't need it. it. But in order for Israel to be able to go to the Temple Mount and begin to build her temple, she has to have this. Which will allow for a place for the Antichrist to stand and proclaim to be the Messiah and end the sacrifices that are occurring. Absolutely, and there's so many things that are happening in the world, it's just beginning to line up, like all the pieces of the puzzle are beginning to be seen. And uh, you know, I mean, for Saudi Arabia, remember this is the event, this may be what caused October 7th. This may be what caused the terror attack that's forced Israel into this war because they were very, very close to having a peace agreement with Saudi Arabia and then this happened. Now Saudi Arabia has come back and said, look, we need to get this war over, we need to get this settled, and as soon as that's settled, we need a two-state solution. We mm -hmm. need Palestinians to have their own state and, and be sovereign. So that's what they're pushing. They said that's the, the one thing that they need. It, well, they need two things, the war to stop, and uh, a two-state solution. So it's very So they're pushing a peace treaty that yeah. looks a lot like what the Bible says is coming. Yeah. That will begin the final seven years. Yeah, so that's why it's important. And that's why we feel such urgency. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me throw this one at you. Uh-oh. You think they could 3D print a red heifer? <laughs> you know, they would probably try, uh, but I don't think it would be kosher. I don't think they'd be able to do it. What if they had kosher printers? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. You know, it is a Israeli company that's making the 3D meat. So 
who knows? But I really believe that from, from the way things are right now, I mean, we've only got a few months and these red heifers, there's four of them are still, from everything I've heard, there's no spot or blemish, so. Well, don't worry, there's almost 20 still here in Texas ready to go. That's right. But yeah. speaking of 3D printing, Doug, if, they, if anyone out there watched yesterday, you need to go back and watch yesterday's show because they're printing 3D meat. The globalists, that's what they want you to consume instead of uh, what you normally would eat of beef and chicken and all that. They want you to eat 3D printed steaks and burgers that are made from cricket powder. But our friends at BackyardButcher.com are saying no thank you to that and Klaus Schwab can't stand it. They're delivering American raised and harvested meat from right here in the United States of America to dinner tables all across our nation. Go to BackyardButchers.com, save an extra 20% off your entire order by using the code ENDTIME with over half a million happy customers and a team of customer service reps that are stay-at-home moms, Doug, a lot like my wife. They're making sure your orders are delivered right on time every single month. So go to BackyardButchers.com slash time by American Meat today and get 20% off your entire order. Doug, all this talk, I know this is a funny question. Are we living in the end time? <laughs> yeah, I believe um, we've been in the end time for quite a while, Vince, but yeah, we are definitely, there are so many signs pointing that way. <laughs> Why do you look at me like that? Well, I'm just, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know, just burdened by by the thoughts of, of what is coming and what is soon coming, Doug, and how much we have to do to fulfill our God-given purpose. And, well, you um, know, one of the things that you're talking about, you know, why we do what we do, and it's very important. I mean, for, for one thing, um, you know, it's important that people know that the time is now they need to get right with the Lord. They need to be biblically born again. They, they need to have their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We're seeing so many things line up. And of course, you know, we, we teach a post-trib rapture here. And we've talked a lot about the rapture today uh, at different times when we've, uh, before the show started. But the thing about it is it doesn't matter really when the rapture happens. What matters is that you're born again because any of us, you know, we could die today. We could, we could step outside and like Brother Baxter used to say, we could be hit by a bus tonight when we're going home. So you never know. And there's no more important time than right now for people to, to know that their name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. Well, Doug, you said the timing of the rapture doesn't really matter. You need to be born again, which mm -hmm. of course we are 100% about people being biblically born again. Yeah. Of course, they can learn more about that at endtime.com slash reborn. But a lot of religious leaders are saying the next big event for the church is the catching away, the rapture. Yes, I know. So <laughs> I've heard them say it. How do you combat that? Because I'm sure you get calls where people say, hey, my pastor just right. taught on prophecy yesterday, and I love him. He's always right. And yeah. he said that you guys are wrong. Well, yeah. The, the thing about that, Vince, is we go to Scripture, look at the Scripture and see what Scriptures say. And so we've talked a lot about Matthew 24 today and the things that Jesus talked about. Well, when he talked about the abomination and desolation beginning um, the Great Tribulation, immediately after the Great Tribulation, it says from Matthew 29 to 31, immediately after the Tribulation of those days, it gave us the signs that are all in the Bible about the Day of the Lord. The sun goes dark, the moon doesn't give its light, or it turns blood red. The stars in the heavens fall from the sky. Uh, great shaking in the earth. And it says, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man, coming in the clouds with power and great glory. And it says he sends his angels to gather his elect at that point. So he says immediately after the tribulation of those days, straight from Jesus himself. 
And there's other scripture that backs those things up, but that's why we teach what we teach because we see the signs that God told us to look for. We see the things that are still to come and we know that we've got time. Even Paul said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he said, don't let anybody fool you. I'm kind of, I'm not verbatim here. This is the mesquite version? Yeah, this is the mesquite version. <laughs> he said, don't let anyone fool you that the day of the Lord has already come or that the rapture's taken place. That hasn't happened yet and it won't happen until there's a great falling away and the man of sin is revealed. And then he describes what the man of sin does and that is the abomination of desolation. He stands in the holy place and declares that he's God. Doug, we didn't plan to talk about this, but another thing that's coming, it's not all doom and gloom. Right. It's not just peace treaties, which is not doom and gloom, but if you know what's tied to it, it can be. Right. Uh, a war that's coming that'll kill a third mankind, the mark of the beast, the Antichrist, all that. It's not just that. Right. Another thing we're burdened by is that there's a revival coming. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that for a minute. What, what should we expect in regards to revival? So we're not going to be caught away before all this. Right. And as a result, what do we see in Scripture as this is going to happen? Well, in, you know, back to Matthew 24, before we go somewhere else, in, Jesus said, and then this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world, and then the end would come. So that is what we are to do. We're to be teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's going to be two witnesses that come on the scene, and those guys are going to be busy all the time during the Great Tribulation. Is it Elijah period. and... Enoch or uh, you know, that's, Moses? Or? That's probably uh, debatable for a lot of people, but because of Scripture, I can prove that flesh and blood can't enter the kingdom of heaven, and we know that they were taken up, and they were taken up not in the flesh and blood, so it had to be a spiritual realm. They had to be taken up in the spirit. So we see that these two witnesses are mortal men because they'll have to die. So these and they're kind of like the counterpart to the Antichrist and the false prophet. Yeah, when, when the Antichrist and the false prophet are revealed, at that same time, these two uh, witnesses come on the scene and they be are... like presidential debates on camera. Are we going to have that happen? I the Antichrist versus one of the it witnesses? May be a, it may be a little bit more violent than that because <laughs> these guys do some pretty incredible things. Uh, but they do come with the power and the spirit of Elijah. But they're going to be killed at the end of their ministry. So after that great tribulation time, these two are killed. So we know they're going to be mortal men. Well, they're going to be teaching revival all over. Well, that's what the church will be doing too. We'll be following their lead. We'll be teaching everybody that we can teach during that time. And Revelation chapter 7 tells us about 144,000 from the 12 tribes of Israel and then a great multitude no one could count. So there's your great revival. And that's going to happen before the end before Jesus comes back. So we're born again believers. Yes. We also have a different perspective on the rapture than what a lot of born again believers have. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying is we're the type, we're not looking for the rapture, we're looking for revival. Yes. And so we need to gear up, we need to be prepared, we need to be walking closer with the Lord than we ever have and be ready to go love God, love people like yeah. never before. Right. And we shouldn't wait for the two witnesses. The time is now. Start now. Yeah. 2024. Absolutely. Jan it's still January. I know. Go ahead and start doing it now. It's only the second week of January. And look at all the crazy things that have happened already. Uh, and there's crazier things to come, I do believe, Amen. Doug. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We haven't even gotten to the show notes, Doug. We're, we might have to do a second hour on End Time Plus. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we shall see. But... Before we do get into, um, I guess we're going to be talking about the peace treaty a little bit more in detail. I want to remind you that we're headed into a presidential election year, as you have certainly heard. 
Uh, one thing that you can be sure of for 2024, if nothing else, is it's going to be a bit of a turbulent year, as most election years are, Doug. It's interesting how things just pop up magically during those years. But you already see the impacts of inflation at the pump and the grocery store, and the dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings from globalist policies like being implemented, even some here in the United States? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold's been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Well, now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just visit birchgold.com slash endtime, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold so you and your family can pray about what you should do and make the best decision for you all. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold, and the best part is, is you don't have any money out of pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash endtime today to claim your free info kit. Doug, you mentioned a peace deal with Saudi Arabia. What is that all about? Yeah, so like I said before, uh, you know, we're real close to getting this. Now, we know that uh, President Trump had set up what we call the Abraham Accords. It was the, uh, before that, it was called Peace for Prosperity. Yes. And it promised a lot of really great things for these Middle East countries that would uh, normalize an agreement with Israel. And uh, this is on the table for all to see. And, and it's been a really good thing for the countries that have signed on already. I mean, they've seen a, a lot of great benefit with this. One of the most wonderful things about it is the technology that Israel can share with these countries. And those are the kind of things that they need. I mean, Israel has inundated ways to take seawater and turn it into drinking water. And they have a huge factory right there on the Mediterranean where they do that. And they've even, uh, you know, developed a way to take uh, wastewater and turn it into pure drinking water. And so they have a lot of benefits. I mean, that's just one of them. In a desert, that's a very good benefit to have. Right. Um, but these are things that uh, allowed this to begin to happen. And I saw an article today where President Trump said that had he remained president and, you know, uh, Biden had not won the presidency, that um, he believes that the Abraham Accord would be completely done now, and even Iran would have signed on to this, he thinks. Now, Doug, let's pause and highlight this. Trump's peace plan. Yeah. What do you think about Trump's knowledge of Bible prophecy? Well, I don't know that he has a whole lot of knowledge about Bible prophecy What about at all. Jared's, his son-in-law? I mean, I know that he is a Jewish uh, man, so... I'd, so he's not reading the New Testament, doesn't no, know what Revelation not if Not if he's practicing Judaism, no, he's not. And so I don't think that they have uh, a, a good grasp on that. And some of the pastors that are associated with Trump, I don't know that they have, you know, a grasp on prophecy as a whole. So I ask that because, and I think you know where I'm going, there's five things that the Bible says is going to be part of that peace plan. Mm -hmm. Well, Trump's peace plan had four of those five specifically lined out. And we, we've talked about that a lot, so we won't take the time to talk about all five, what those right. five things are. But you have to take our word for it and go back and watch the videos to determine whether we're lying or not. <laughs> right. uh, five things the Bible says is coming in that peace plan. Yeah. Trump's peace plan had four, and the fifth one was that the temple mount would be built on the temple. Mm -hmm. That was the fifth one. It did not say that in Trump's peace plan. But right. what did it say? It said that all uh, people should be able to worship on the Temple Mount in respect to the other religions that worship there. And we can, I mean, we can just say with confidence that for the Jews to be able to worship on the, which they cannot right now, right? There's, it's, it's controlled by Muslims. Mm -hmm. Jews cannot go up there and pray or do anything else. Right. 
So for the Jews to worship on the Temple Mount, mm -hmm. what's the missing thing there today? Right, it would be a Jewish temple. Okay, so four out of the five, Trump hit it on the head yeah. in regard, or at least his team did, in regards to what the Bible says is coming in this peace plan. Mm -hmm. They even had that map, Doug, where uh, the Jews which live in Judea now, of course yeah. we just referenced the scripture, right. um, they would be able to live in Judea still mm -hmm. under the authority of the Palestinians. Yeah. Which we see in Matthew 24 says that's coming. Mm -hmm. Those Jews should not stay there. They should flee. Right. But the peace plan allows for it to happen. Yes. Anyway, so it says the temple is coming. That's what was not included, but it alludes to that. So that's quite interesting how close we already were. Yes. The closest we've ever been from any peace plan that's been presented, even Bill Clinton and Yasser Arafat those days. It's way closer than that. Right. And so that's another reason why we feel the urgency that the end times now, we've got a lot of work to do for the kingdom. Right. We need to get on it. And you know, just real quick so that everybody understands, this peace agreement will have to be between Israel and the Palestinians because we're talking about a two-state solution. But the reason why Saudi Arabia is such a big player in this is because of the influence they have over the other Muslim nations, including Iran. Uh, and, you know, they have recently signed on with the BRICS uh, agreement, too, so they're part of that. Now, Doug, uh, what's the S stand for in BRICS? Do you remember? South Africa? South Africa. There you go. We're about to talk about a story <laughs> about yes, South are. Africa. Yeah. Are we getting into this yet or later? No, we I didn't mean to segue I, right no, now. No, that's that's good. I mean, we're we're moving right so, along. I mean, so. I've never thought of South Africa as this powerful. No offense to South Africa. If you're from South Africa out there, I'm I'm sorry for the <laughs> offense if you're offended. Right. I've never thought of South Africa right. as a country that would have such power to then go take Israel to court in the international criminal community. Mm -hmm. Just never thought about that. But here they are, part of BRICS. Yeah. BRICS is getting bigger and bigger, making uh, itself known. And here they are accusing Israel of committing genocide mm -hmm. for what's happening with the Israel-Hamas war. And the whole world is backing them, Doug. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I mean, you, you hit it right on the head there, Vince, because we're watching people even in our own country. You know, we had the caller yesterday that said she had taken her family to downtown Chicago, mm -hmm. uh, saw the big display of the, the screen where they could do the AI technology there, turned a corner to go to a park, and there was a huge Palestinian uh, parade, protest. yeah, protest parade happening. Uh, and it was very frightening to her and her children. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is happening all over the world, but now the uh, South Africa has brought this before the International Criminal Court. Now, why is that significant? Well, it's significant in a lot of ways. You know, you, we were talking about this before the program. One of the things that's fascinating to me is they're actually using uh, the genocide, uh, what was it called, the genocide accord? Uh, or The 1948 genocide Convention. Convention, which was in place because of what happened with Israel in the Holocaust. Uh, happened in 1948 when Israel was made a nation again. They're using that very thing against Israel now, saying that Israel is guilty of genocide crimes well, against and, the Palestinians. And the globalists established the International Criminal Court. Mm -hmm. They've gone in and taken over governments in countries before because of being proven guilty for one reason or another, yeah. which we'll talk about more on the other side of the break. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. 
I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Open lines 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, yes. as mentioned before the break, we uh, barely are getting into our show notes at this point, so jokingly said maybe we should do a second hour on End Time Plus, which is not going to happen today. However, if you would like to see that happen, uh, just put in the comments End Time Plus so we can see who all might be interested in something such as that. In Time Plus in the comments if you want to see a second hour. All right, Doug. Yeah. I think the production team's rallying around the door mad at me for suggesting such a thing. That means we all have to work a little <laughs> bit more. But, um, Those are not there with bats. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we left off on this international criminal court thing, Doug. Yeah. And what do we need to say to wrap that up uh, to move forward with the show? Well, I mean, the the thing about that, Vince, let's let's talk about how that can be a biblical thing. Maybe not for this time right now, okay? And uh, now, what do you mean by that? that the International Criminal Court or the world coming against Israel? The world coming or? against Israel. Okay. We know that's going to happen, okay, because of of the things that go on. But before we go there, let's talk about this real quick. Let's talk about all the countries there. That I mean, there are several listed. We're not going to go through all of them, but you can find this online. You can look and see how many there are, and you can uh, actually go check it out for yourself. But uh, of course, Palestine is one of them. But there are even countries that are part of uh, the peace agreement with Israel. The United Arab Emirates and Bahrain, both of those are part of the peace agreement with Israel. Uh, also, there are other countries, uh, Morocco and Indonesia. Uh, Libya, Lebanon, of course, Malaysia. There's quite well, a few. How about Egypt. the one that jumps out to me, Doug, is Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. And and of course, you know, the the two that they say uh, are in full support of Israel should not be a surprise to us. Now, what? Oh, at the, least the first one that I was going to ask, which which was not there. Uh, yeah, United Kingdom's one of them. Yeah, and then the one that's not surprising. Yeah, the United States of America. And why isn't that surprising? Uh, because in, in uh, Scripture we see in Revelation 12, we see uh, the United States standing with Israel during the time of the Great Tribulation. 
uh, it says that Israel is given the two wings of a great eagle uh, that will help to nourish her, that she might fly into her place. Uh, in Scripture, when you see her place, when you look that up and begin to research her place, everywhere in Scripture where her place is mentioned, it's talking about Jerusalem. So Jerusalem is Israel's place. Well, we know that's going to be the fact because we see what happens in Zechariah at the Battle of Armageddon. Uh, it talks about the national community, the international community, the world government coming down into Jerusalem against Israel. And uh, Israel will maintain control of Jerusalem all the way up into that war. And so this is something that... Um, you know, we can go to Scripture and see, but there, there's things that I want to just show so that they understand that this is a biblical situation. Because in Zechariah 12, if you don't mind reading that Scripture there, it's verse 2, um, I think it's verse 2 and 3. Yeah, it's uh, Zechariah 12, 2 through 3. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about, when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day, I will make, uh, in that day, will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. Yeah, so it, it tells you, that, I mean, that's what Jerusalem is going to be. It's going to be what everybody is concerned with, what everybody's worried about. So the international community. It, it's happening right now. We're beginning to see this happen. Uh, Zechariah 14, which is the Battle of Armageddon, what it's talking about there is what I referred to a while ago where I said all these nations will come down against Jerusalem. We read that scripture quite a bit, so most people know that. That that's when Jesus comes down himself, his feet touch the Mount of Olives, and he fights for Israel there. So uh, it's very interesting. But one of the things that was asked the other day, and um, I want to... I wanna, talk about this because we were asked specifically about um, the nation of um, Africa and where their role would be during the end time. And so uh, I told the caller the other day that I would look it up and come back and we would talk about that. So today was a good day to do that. So uh, when you look at Zechariah 38, it lists as one of the nations that come down in, uh, with Russia there, it's, it lists Cush. And uh, so when I looked that up, that is, uh, this, it says it's the civilization centered in the North African region of uh, Nubia, I guess is how you say that. I don't know how you say that. I'm from Mesquite, so I don't know. Uh, located in, in, all you people that are from Mesquite, I mean no offense by that. That's just what I say. Um, Many people don't even me. know about Mesquite, they Texas. They probably don't, but it's a little, well, it used to be a little cowboy town. So anyway, uh, moving on. That's That's where... Kush is located, so Africa there is one of the uh, countries, according to uh, Ezekiel 38, that will come down in the Gog-Magog War, which we know is also the Battle of Armageddon. And so it's very interesting um, the role that they play there and how that, um, you know, is, is part of it. So Kush in Ezekiel 38 is basically Ethiopia, Sudan, and Africa, that whole region in there. So... That's why uh, it's interesting to mention that. Now, before we, we move on too far, let's go back because uh, on the last break, you're right. Uh, Ginger, I think you said in the, in the comments there, uh, I misquoted and said that there had been 11 red heifers. 
according to the Temple Institute, there have been nine red heifers. Uh, and so this would be the 10th one, okay? And so there have been nine since the time when God decreed that back in the Old Testament. And, and so there hasn't been one for quite a while since uh, the early church, there has not been one. So now oh, here we are. Is the 10th one the one that they believe will bring the Messiah? Yes. Yeah. And I think, what did I say a while ago? 11 the and 12th. they were expecting yeah. the 12th. Yeah. So I misspoke there. So thank you, Ginger. We got that straightened up. So. Yes, we did. All right. We All ready right. to go to the phones, Doug? Let's do it. All right. There's open lines at 877 time 877-363-8463. Before we do, I want to remind you that Dave and Jana Robbins will be in Dallas, Texas this weekend, specifically Garland. Um, and a number of us will be there from end time, including myself, and we're going to have a great time. Dave will be presenting a brand new lesson called The Green Horseman and World War III on Saturday at 6 p.m. and then Breaking Prophecy News Sunday at 6 p.m. So go to endtime.com slash events to learn more about the venue and additional details there. Of course, if you'd like some help over the phone, we're happy to do that. Call 800 end time uh, to speak with someone about the conference. Now, to call and be on the show, it's 877-END-TIME. And we're going to start in Texas. Wendy's watching there. Wendy, welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, I was just curious, um, and I, it's funny because I was thinking about it yesterday. Doug, you talked about the two witnesses. Are, will they be here the, the whole time, uh, the last three and a half years? Yes, ma'am. It, it appears that they'll be here up to uh, three and a half days before the rapture because uh, Revelation 11 tells us that um, they'll, there'll be attempts on their life, but they won't be able to harm them until their ministry is over. And that's going to be right before Jesus comes back. They lay in the street for three and a half days while their enemies celebrate over them and give gifts to each other. And, uh, you know, there's probably going to be nationwide coverage. And then uh, three and a half days after they've laid in the street dead, uh, that's when Jesus comes back and he says, come up here. And it says their enemies watch them as they go up into the clouds until the clouds hide them from their sight. So uh, we believe that that is when the rapture occurs. If you look at that scripture, remember, um, kind of getting into some rapture stuff again, but remember that Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection. And so when we're, when we're talking about Jesus being the first fruits of the resurrection, the way that Jesus' resurrection was is what we can expect our resurrection to look like. And so if you remember in Acts chapter 1, the apostles are standing there and Jesus begins to ascend into heaven. And it says that they watched him until the clouds hid him from their sight. That's exactly what happens with these two witnesses when the Lord says, come up here. We believe that that's the dead in Christ rising first because then the very next thing that happens, it says, and then the trumpet blows and the time has come for the kingdoms of this world uh, to belong to the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. And the time has come to reward your prophets and your servants, the saints. And we know that our reward is the rapture, the kingdom of heaven. And so um, that's what we believe will happen. They will be here for that entire three and a half years. They'll be killed right at the end of their ministry, lay in the street for three and a half days, and then Jesus will return. Okay, that is, that is very good. So at that point, people would still, they're there to like still give people a hope of being saved before Jesus' return. Yeah, you would definitely have like that last minute uh, warning that we talk about. When you look in Revelation 16, I think it's 16, 15, uh, scripture says, Behold, I come as a thief, and blessed is he who keeps his garments with him so that he does not go naked and shamefully exposed. 
that warning when Jesus says, behold, I come as a thief, we're told in uh, Thessalonians and in Peter, um, I think it's first Peter or second Peter that tells us the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Well, right there, if you look in a red letter version of the Bible, right in the middle of Revelation 16, you get red letters right there. And it says, behold, I come as a thief. It's like a last minute warning right before the rapture occurs. Wow, that is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Thanks well, for your thank call, you. Wendy. God bless you. Doug, earlier I said, so there's not like a milestone where we get a 10-year warning or a 15-year We've got that seven-year, mm -hmm. and that's the seven years prior to the rapture slash second coming. Mm -hmm. I know we don't have time to get into the connection there. Um, a lot of people would say the rapture happens, second coming happens in separate events. We tie them together. Right. Um, but you just said that when the wit two witnesses die, killed mm -hmm. in the streets, mm -hmm. they're going to lay there and be mocked for three and a half days. Right. So we're telling everyone right now that we will have also, we will also have a three and a half day uh, marker. Now we may not be able to get it down to the minute or the second, right? But we're going to be able to say in three and a half days from about right now, right? Jesus is going to return. The rapture is going to happen. Yeah. And so right now you're getting in the chat, you're getting, but Jesus said no one knows the day or the hour, right? And so the original word there is knoweth. No man knoweth the day or the hour. And that means at that time, at that very time when he's saying that, no one knows the day or the hour. We can't say that Jesus doesn't know when he's coming back now. I mean, he's, he knows everything. You know, he's ascended into heaven and he's in glory. But the, the whole thing about it is what he is saying there is it wasn't for those standing there at that moment to understand that. That it wasn't for them to know the times. He even says that later to the apostles when they're asking. He says, it's, it's not for you to know the times. But what you do is you go and you tarry in Jerusalem until the gift of the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And when you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to go into, um, you know, Judea, Samaria, and Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. So he was telling them, don't worry about when the end's coming because it's not really going to happen in your time. It's, this is what you concentrate on. You teach the gospel. And then when that time comes, it's going to happen. He even told Daniel, Daniel wrote a lot of scripture about the end time and about Jesus coming back and particularly the, the final seven years. And he told Daniel, he said, Daniel, close up thy words. Close those books up because it's not for you to know this. It's for the people of the end time. He says, you're going to rest and then you'll receive your allotted inheritance. But the people, the end time, they're the ones that are going to understand. And, you know, we use the scripture a whole lot uh, here that um, that we shall instruct many, that those who know their Lord shall, um, you know, will do exploits, that we're going to instruct many. So we, we know that this is coming because God has given us things to see. And Doug, this is why it's so important. Another reason why it's so important for us to be seekers of the truth. Mm -hmm because we're gonna know the truth. And I would imagine the enemy would think that the two witnesses are kind of like our leaders because yeah. this revival's happening, they're preaching what we're preaching. And they're thinking that the church is gonna be scared, but those that know the truth are gonna be rejoicing. Yeah. We'll talk more about that on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. They don't understand what is taking place. We'll instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. 
This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Give us a call if you don't want to be on the show. Doug, we we're just talking about the two witnesses dying. I want to kind of wrap that up because I'm thinking uh, with the two witnesses, I'm, I mean, many people will believe that they're leaders of this movement because this great revival is happening during this time. Mm -hmm. And these two guys are... I guess on the front lines and probably going to be pretty mainstream. A lot of people are going to know who they are and what they're doing, and a lot of people are going to think they're crazy. Yeah, uh, we're going to be backing them here at End Time, and we'll do everything we can to support them. Part of our vision for what God did through End Time, through our partners with Jerusalem Prophecy College, was that they're going to need a hub to operate out of in the city of Jerusalem. Yes, we've already got it. Right, because of our partners, End Time built what will be the future headquarters of the two witnesses. We're going to be working hand-in-hand hand with them, Doug. Yeah. Um, and so when they're killed, I imagine the world leaders, anyone that is, uh, thinks that anyone that follows the two witnesses are deplorable or crazies or whatever they might say about us then, yeah. they're going to think if we just kill those two guys, then everybody else will maybe get in line. Right. But that's not what we're not going to get in line because we don't follow two guys, we follow Jesus. Right. And just because two guys die, of course, because we've sought out the truth that we see what's going to come, that's not going to rattle us. Right. Because we know three days, similar to Jesus dying and raising again three days later, we know that in three days we're going to be caught up with him. We're going to come back and defeat this world government army that's coming out after all of us too. Yeah. So it's going to be actually a, an exciting time, not a scary time. And I know people that get scared about that right now. I can guarantee you if they're seeking Jesus at that time, yeah. their mindset's going to shift. And that's not going to be a scary time. It's going to be the most exciting time of our lives. We are going to be looking forward to these things happening more than we ever imagined that we would. Absolutely. Because we are about to have a great reset in this world but with Jesus backing it, and we're going to be on his side. So I'm ecstatic about it, Doug. I know. I can tell. You are ecstatic I can't wait. It. That's awesome. I mean, I I feel like that'll preach right there. You, it's we, preaching. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's awesome. So but, yeah, I'm excited absolutely. about the two. I, we should do a lesson called The Two Witnesses. Oh, you already did it, Doug. <laughs> yeah. You can watch yeah. it at watch.endtime.com. Have anything to say before we go back to the phones? Uh, no, I'm excited. You've got me round up. I'm ready to go. Let's let's start now. Let's go do it. All right. All right. We're going to Wyoming. Sheila's watching there. Sheila, welcome to the End Time Show. Thank you so much, and I sure appreciate all that you guys do. Um, my question and comment today is um, with the two witnesses starting the last three and a half years, is that correct? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. During that, then at that time, the um, Antichrist will stand on the Temple Mount and claim to be the one or whatever it is he claims, correct? Right. Right about that same time. Mm -hmm. So when the people in Judea need to flee right away, what event could possibly cause that? Would it be the death of the... um, Well, it wouldn't be the death of the witnesses, because that would be at the end, but you know what I'm saying? What would cause people to know that, oh my gosh, our lives are in danger, we need to run now, don't gather your belongings, just go? Right. Well, nothing, Doug. Well, I'm not, like, yeah, we they're not going to know unless we tell them. Right, and that's the thing. We got kind of a glimpse of this, uh, you know, on October 7th when when this happened, I said October 7th. Is it the 7th or the 11th? Is that right? Okay. Uh, Yeah, so we got a glimpse of that. So you see what happened that day. Something about, and we don't know what what will happen, but something about that abomination of desolation, when that occurs, that is going to uh, do something to the people there in Judea. That's where it's going to start. Uh, and and I like we've seen with this with with the October event happen. We've seen the world get behind that event, and instead of call what they did to the people in Israel a crime, uh, what they did to these children, what they did to the elderly, uh, instead of calling that terrorism and a crime, we've seen the world get behind uh, those who were supporting the terrorists. And so it's going to be the same thing. We're getting kind of a glimpse of it right now with everything going on in the world. And it'll be something that Antichrist says, I don't know what it's going to be, but when he proclaims to be God to everybody. So that'll be, you know, whatever everyone else's God is, he'll promise them that he's that to them. So whatever it is, that event shakes them up enough to where they begin to kill those people that they feel that have oppressed them for so long. And, you know, I mean, that's one of the things about the settlements right now. The Palestinians believe that the settlers that are in the West Bank, that they are international criminals, that they've broken international law. And so they feel that way today, right now. And they hate those Jewish people living in those settlements. And that's what, when you hear about the kibbutz, we talk about kibbutz and how they went into kibbutz areas. Those are the settlement areas. And those are the areas that they go into. And they're doing that right now. I mean, there's been attacks in those areas in uh, the West Bank since October has happened. Israel's being attacked from every side right now. So something about that event will spur that on. So it's really important that we continue to all fund in time ministries so that that can happen. Yeah, yeah and get on board yeah. in every single way. Absolutely, because Absolutely. that's going to help us to help not only the two witnesses, but the Jewish people that are in uh, the West Bank uh, will be able to help them as well. All right. All right. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Sheila. God bless you. Doug, to add to what Sheila said. Um, you know, I, I mentioned on air, uh, I guess it was at the end of last year that, you know, we are, um, what we have going on with Jerusalem Prophecy College, there are Jews that gather every single week and we are talking about what the Bible says and what the Bible says is coming. Right. And God's doing a mighty work there. We are also connected to 16 churches that are there uh, who are meeting every single day of the week. Uh, one of those churches meets every day. Of course, there are some days where multiple churches are meeting. Right. And revival is happening. 250 people were baptized 
in um, 2023. And God's doing an amazing thing there, Doug. And yeah. we are blessed to be part of that. And that's why I said, where do you think the two witnesses are going to headquarter out of? Yeah, It's not going to be um, the Alaska Mosque. Mm -mm. It's not going to be it there. It won't even be in a synagogue because they'll basically be teaching things that the synagogue doesn't believe in. So, I mean, they're going to be teaching Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And the, the religious Jews there are not going to like those two witnesses either. And neither will the one world religion. Right. Which will be tied to a lot of people that are there right now. Yeah. Is going to be in time, our partners. There's many other organizations out there that agree with what we say, Doug. We're not trying to say we're the only ones. Right. But I can guarantee everyone out there, we are going to be in cahoots with the two witnesses mm -hmm. in Jerusalem when that time comes. Yeah. We are gearing up to warn the Jews about what is coming. And that's the whole reason behind another Jewish Holocaust. And of course, warn the Jews that we just launched last year, warnthejews.com. Um, we're doing what we can today, but it's gearing up. We, are, we can't even really imagine what all is going to be happening. And, you know, there's no other way to say it. A lot of this stuff's not possible without financial backing. It's just not. There's a lot of money that it takes to be able to do the things that we're doing. And so if the Spirit's leading you to give, uh, go to warnthejews.com. There's so many things that needs to happen, of course. And I mean, this just costs a lot of money to do it, to, to even fly there to do anything. And of course, we aren't flying there all the time, but nonetheless, uh, we are helping in, of course, humanitarian ways. We're helping digitally. We're, we're going in and, and, and um, uh, making sure our videos get up in front of Israeli citizens so they can learn more about this. We're doing that strategically. There's a number of efforts that's happening. And of course, the big one will be when that final seven years begins, or right before it rather, and right after where we are going in and warning the Jews that live in Judea and of course everyone in Israel, we are gonna do whatever we can to help anybody. Doug, it's not gonna matter if they're a Jew or a Palestinian. Of course, there's a lot of uh, Filipinos in, in our churches that we're connected to there. Yeah. We're not gonna just say, this is for Jews only. Right. We're saying revival is here. Jesus died for you, 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 doesn't matter where you're from. Yeah. And we're gonna go in there and, and help people um, see the light. And, and we know many Palestinian Christian people. We sure do. And, uh, there's a lot of them there, and, and we are friends with some of them. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, you know, God loves everybody the same, and Jesus died on the cross for everyone, and we're, that's what we're going to be proclaiming. That gospel of Jesus Christ is what we're going to be proclaiming. That, and we're going everywhere in the world, Doug. Yes. Not just one country. That's right. We're going to be telling everybody we can. Amen. And, of course, we need your help. We need yeah. you to... Get up to speed on what the Bible is saying. Make sure that you are part of um, what the Lord is doing. And your contributions are greatly appreciated as we continue that effort every single day here at End Time. Doug, we've got time for another caller. I think we better go to Tennessee. Let's do John's it. watching there. John, welcome to the End Time Show. John, are you there? There he is. Oh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. And uh, my comment is End Time Plus. If you're looking for people to verify, they'd love to see a second hour. We're two of them here. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, you boys have got a handful of subjects that you're going through today that are really, really getting people charged up. And and, and they it. weren't in our notes. Absolutely. <laughs> we had our yeah. Wheaties this morning. We did, and our first cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like you, Doug. I'm not a bit surprised that... Uh, 
South Africa is the nation that the BRICS threw at uh, Israel's through the uh, international courts because they are probably the last or the latest nation to end an apartheid where it's definitely black-white mm-hmm. or was black-white. Right. So that's their, they've got that sort of uh, support behind them in the minds of the, uh, oh, anybody that does this is bad kind of people. And truly, it was, but that's life. It happened. Mm-hmm. And so they're the ones, I believe, that's doing that. That's the only thing I can think of to put South Africa into it. Right. But, and uh, I, I agree with ahead. you, John, on that. And it's the thing about it is when they led the charge, I mean, when you think about South Africa, you don't hear a whole lot about South Africa. So when you're hearing that, you're thinking, you know, what is going on and why are they coming against Israel? But, uh, you know, I think you're right. And it, it, I think it has everything to do uh, with the countries that are involved in BRICS. Uh, because, you know, they are on the rise as the U.S. and uh, Europe are are kind of falling down with the the rise of this BRICS, and they're trying to destroy our dollar. And so to see one of their members come before the International Criminal Court and push this, it's almost like they're flexing their muscle a little bit there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Look at me. Here I am. We're up there. We're doing this. Yes, sir. Pay attention to us. We We want to become the number one currency. Yeah. We're helping everybody out. Yes. Can see that anyway yeah. all right john well you we are up against the up end of the show here so we're gonna have to let you go love it when you call thank you so much doug tomorrow's open line mm-hmm. uh, so everyone will want to be come back for that for sure how do we wrap today's show up we've only got about 30 seconds so what well, do we say you know vince i mean like we talked about at the beginning of the show so many things are happening in prophecy and the Bible was true, and, and like we mentioned at the beginning, the whole reason why the Lord gave us the prophecy was to build our faith, and so that's what we're trying to do is build people's faith. And just like we said, there's no better time than right now to make sure that your name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen, we hope you're encouraged and motivated to serve the Lord like never before in 2024. Pray about how the Lord wants to use you because He's ready and willing. Uh, we just need to hear what He's saying. You can go to watch.endtime.com and endtime.com to participate in thousands of hours of content. It's totally free because of partners like you that watch every single day. Of course, the Endtime Show is free because of partners. Uh, if you want to help continue that, go to endtime.com give and become a partner today. We'll see you right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time.